Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm Lana Reed, and welcome back to this week's edition of Don't Box Me In. Um, I've always liked to use my radio show, Don't Box Me In, as a, a vehicle to encourage people that bad times in life are only temporary, um, and that with self-determination to rise above it, that there will be better days ahead. Today I'm sitting down with uh, Sherry Meeks, who is the author of the book, Finding Tambry. And uh, this book so much displays the message that I like to spread here at Don't Box Me In. Um, it's the story of Tambry, a woman who suffers the loss of her young son and the disintegration of her perfect marriage to her high school sweetheart, Daniel. Although Tambry retains her sense of humor, she struggles with feelings of loss and guilt and not being good enough for this world. Tambry discovers one wrong man after another. Man, oh man, I can relate to that. And her only condition is that each man doesn't have children. I will not go through that again, Tambry says. I'm excited to sit down with Sherry today and extend a very big welcome her way. Sherry, welcome to Don't Box Me In. Thank you so much, Lana. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. And I'm going to say, Sherry, right from the beginning, you know, I have encountered you before on uh, Madam Perry's show when you called in. And I was I was teasing you then about your wonderful, wonderful <laughs> southern, southern drawl that you have. Hey, where, hey. Where, where are you from, my love? I am from Georgia. I'm from Macon, Georgia, if you know where that is. It's uh, about Macon. 85 miles south of Atlanta. Macon, Georgia. So are you born and raised in Georgia? Born and raised in Georgia. <laughs> same, same city that um, Otis Redding was born in and Little Richard uh-huh. and um, so a lot of good folks from here. So, lots yeah. lots of history. I think I uh, went down to visit some friends in Atlanta and they were like, we're going to make it. And, you know, me being like, okay, well, it's not, you know, Atlanta, it's kind of Atlanta. It's going to take maybe five, ten minutes to get there. So I'm in the car. I'm like, how much farther do we have to go? <laughs> exactly. At least an hour. At least an hour. Are, we, are we still in Georgia? Where are you taking me? How far do we have to go? <laughs> well, I'm glad you've seen, I'm glad you've seen Macon. I'm glad you've been here. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I, I get to Georgia quite quite often, quite often. Okay, it's, good. Yeah, it's one of my my quiet stomping grounds. I got some friends there, so I get down there. So it's good, good. So are you the only uh, one? Yeah, brothers and sisters. I have a sister, uh, Kim Meeks, who has a CD out right now. So we're kind of on tour together. She has a CD out called Forget Me Not. Um, okay, she's kind of a jazz and soul singer. So yeah, there's the two of us. Awesome, dynamic duo sisters, wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) We try. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm assuming that the two sisters at a young age, you know, you kind of gave the parents kind of stressful, like, you know, no, I don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. I'm just going to be an (laughs) artist. I'm going to go out there and just wing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I think we made them happy, uh, Lana, because we got our degree first and now we're doing what we want to do. It's kind of interesting. We, It's it's like... um, you know, I know your show's about, you know, people, you know, finding their way. And uh-huh. so we have done different things for a long time, and now it's time to do what we truly love. Okay. And so um, so now we're stressing them out by having a stri- have, having them drive us everywhere. Okay. <laughs> help, us load, help us load the car, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, they're like, my daughter's my daughter. So what type of things did you do before you, you decided to do the writing thing? Well, I um, I always wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be somewhere in education. So for about seven years, I was um, in the uh, bursar's office, which is a business office at Mercy University, which is in Macon. And I made my way up to associate bursar. And okay. then I was finishing uh, my master's at that time. And, and as a matter of fact, I was finishing up my book um, while I was doing my master's. The thesis for my master's was the book, was Finding Cambry. Okay. So, but I realized that, you know, what I truly wanted to do was to write and to teach. So when I finished my degree, I polished up my book, and it's out now, and I teach. I teach um, English and sometimes business communications, and occasionally I teach creative writing. So, awesome. so I went from that part of, you know, academia to the other side, which is the side that I really love. Awesome. I love it. So mm-hmm. back when you were little, Sherry, did you – did you have an interest in writing or were you one of those? Because, you know, I went through, like, 
one week I'd walk into my mother and say, yeah, I'm going to be a veterinarian. And then the next week I'd walk in and say, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. And then you know, the week after that is like, I'm going to be a trumpet player. And my mother's just like, okay, baby, all right, sure, anything you want to do. So it was writing on. You are. I love it. So you can be all those things, really. You know, yes. having a talk show, that's perfect. Um, I was, but to answer your question, I think I always knew I wanted to write. One of the first, I remember one of the first toys that I wanted, it was called a Peggy Pen Pal. And it was oh. before I could even, yes, it was before I could even write. And so I would have a desk on one side and she had a desk on the other side. And when I would write, she would write. So that's one of my first experiences. And I always loved to read. And okay. I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. That would be part of it. But I always enjoyed reading. And then it kind of it turned into writing from there. And I've, I've loved it ever since. And I know, you know, I've known that that's what I needed to do. And mm-hmm. sometimes it just takes you a while to figure out how you have to do it and to know that that is truly what you need to do because you're not going to be happy unless you do what makes you happy. And And I can't tell you my life. It's so much, I mean, my life was good before, but it's so much more like I want it to be. Okay. So that's that's one thing I would love for your listeners to take away. If they're wanting to do something, they should try it. Try follow your path. So you know, you mentioned before that you were you you were in academia, but more so maybe I'm thinking the office side of it. So yeah. at some point, some point, Sherry has this this moment where she's like, you know what? I just want to be rich and famous and take take these, take these lavish vacations to the Caribbean. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a writer. So <laughs> that, that part hasn't happened yet. That part hasn't. But I so I mean, what was the what was the the motivating moment to say, you know what? I'm gonna go to school for this. I mean, was there was there like an aha moment? There was. Well, I had gone, I had taken several creative creative writing classes on the over the years, and so I would go back to those classes and, it, and it, classes, and it was really tough finding a program. So okay. I've been looking for years. You know, I had to work to so finally, mm-hmm. finally, I found a program that was in Southern New Hampshire that was low residency, and so most of the time I could work from home and I'd work with um, a professor there, a mentor. And um, I'd go to New Hampshire twice a year. And so it, the main thing was, you, you know, for me, I just had to keep looking for that thing that worked. And I knew I, knew, uh, I wanted to get my degree in it. Um, and, and it just finally, it just kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now it's falling into place more and more. And, and when you do the thing that you love, you'll, you'll find it. When you put that energy out there, it'll come right back to you. Yes, I have found that uh, when I start walking in my purpose, the things that I'm supposed to do, things just kind of fall into place for me, you know, but kind of when I get headstrong and, and try to like, little Lana, you know, this is this is what and it's completely wrong. It's not my path. It Nothing clicks. Nothing works. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of how, you know, I've, I've come to terms with what I should be doing and what I should not be doing, because it's it's not such a battle when I'm walking in the direction I'm supposed to be going. And doesn't it feel great? I mean, oh, it just awesome. feels, I mean, it, life is hard enough, but if we, if we're not going in the right direction, we make it even harder for ourselves. But some, you know, and I know you've probably said this before, Lana, or read this somewhere too, you know, go with the flow of life. I mean, it gotcha. seems so simple when you say it, but when you really figure out what that means, it does become easier. It really yeah. does. It does. And, you know, you look around. I have I have found now, you know, that I have evolved to the person that I am now. And I have so much more to go. I always love to tell people I'm, I'm not perfect. I have so much further to go. But you look around, you know, when you're in certain circles and you're just kind of peaceful and everybody's around you kind of like, ah, and you're just looking at them like, you know, it would just be so much easier if, you know, so-and-so. And they're just, Lana, how come you're not so-and-so? And I'm just, you know, if you just really went with the flow. and Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I have a I have a story related to that. That okay. I was in um, a Barnes and Noble um, doing a book event there, signing books, and my sister was with me, and my publicist was with me too. Well, mm-hmm. they were kind of far off, and my sister said she could hear me laughing as I was talking to the people because I do I love to talk to the people that come in, mm-hmm. and so she said she knew that I was doing what I needed to be doing because I was so happy. That's right, know, and I was I was really happy. So she's right. She's right. Yeah. 
You got it. You you just, I, I just, it's just such a beautiful thing. You know, when you get to that mm-hmm. place where I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you wake up every day, like, even if there's not, you know, a whole bunch of zeros in the bank account and whatever, you know, you just, you're yeah. just happy. Life is just really, really wonderful. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, you, you find people, uh, you know, I talk to people sometimes, you know, and they've gotten up there in age and they're reflecting black back and they're like, you know, I just really wasted my life not doing what I should have did, what I wanted to do, what made me happy. And I just think that's a, such a sad existence and I think at a young age for me and it might be for you as well it's like I can't I can't go out like that I can't go out like that yes yes and so what what changed you Lana what was your moment this this is my show Sherry I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) Sherry I think this is my show I am the host I'm supposed to ask the questions She, she's my number one fan. I, I tell everybody yes. she, she's my number one. And she was saying, I think it was interviewing somebody a couple weeks ago. She said, you just talk too much. You, did, you didn't let the guests say what they wanted to say. You just <laughs> talked too much about you. And uh, So I said, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up now, and I'm going to let my guests talk. And here comes Sherry. So, Lana, what is <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but I'll answer your question before. We, well, you want to know uh, what changed me, what made me yeah. become a what writer, or or what, what made me – yeah, what made you know that you your path was different than everybody else's? Um, you know, I, I think at a, when I was a little girl, you know, I just really felt like something was different. And, um, you know, I'm an only child, so you get a lot of time to yourself to do a lot of right. just thinking about just stuff, why. And, and it just always seemed like certain things would fall into place here or there. And then mm-hmm. um, I think also for me, growing up with my parents – you know, having an older mentality around you, it kind of makes you more mature, makes you more yes. older, more perceptive. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think I was born into a situation that allowed me to have some outlook, some vision. And, and both my parents were, you know, you can do anything you want to do. You know, you can be anything. Like I was telling you, I'd walk in there one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a vet. Yeah, Mom, exactly. She's exactly. like, okay. You know, and then one day I, I think I walked in, I said, you know, I'm going to go to Oxford College in England. And she's like, okay, fine. Well, we can research and stuff if that's what you want to do. So my my parents were always whatever you want to do. Yes, mine were the same way. Mine are the same way. I know exactly what you're saying. So and I you, think that really builds on on the yes. fact that you became what you wanted to be. Yes, you know. You know you just you just tackle this world like I don't have to be boxed into this. You know. Like my my dad, he tells the story. I just interviewed him. He tells the story of, you know, he knew growing up in a factory town that he was going to get a job in one of the factories in town. Although it didn't feel right to him, he felt like those were his only options. And, um, you know, I've just never really been uh, boggled down with these are these are your only options. And I'm I'm just really blessed that I had, you know, people behind me pushing me to say anything, anything you want to do. If you want to collect cans on the street, you know, you can do that. If you want to be president of the United States. States, you could be do that, you know, and so it was just really like nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Yes. So, yes. so explore, explore the options, you know. And um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. My parents were the same way. In fact, um, my dad was great about, you know, so he had two daughters, but he was great about. Um, he did electrical work at one point, okay. and I would go when I was an early teenager. I'd go out and help him. It wasn't that I was, you know, you can't go because you're a girl. Is you know. Come on, help me, you know. <laughs> and when I helped him, you know, in June in Georgia in a house that had no air, I realized, you know, I better stick with the writing and the, <laughs> and the This is not for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like to tell people, no, I'm I'm too cute for manual labor. No, no, I can't. I just can't <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I can't I do that. I'm too but cute. It does open doors. When people, when people, exactly, when people are that supportive, when your parents are that supportive, I think it does make you, um, you look at all the options and you yes. don't have to follow, you know, the standard path. And, yes. and I think, you know, if it works for you, that's perfect. But, you know, I, I know I'm happy where I'm at. So yeah. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you there as far as having parents like that. And it's wonderful that there are 
those of us that do have parents like that because the world gets to experience the contributions, you know, like the Sherry um, gives to the world as she's growing and, her, and going along in her journey. Because if you had parents that stifled that spirit in you, we would never have you and your writings and, and what you're doing now and what you're going to do because it's, it's not over yet. So I, I know that. And, and it's, just a, it's just a blessing when parents have that, for, that foresight mm-hmm. and that vision to put that in their, yeah. their kids. Sherry, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Like they said, I'm Lana Reed, and today I'm hanging out with Georgia girl, the Georgia Peach, Miss Sherry uh, Lynn Meeks. I want to make sure I get that in. Sherry Lynn Meeks. She is the Thank author you, of the book, Finding Every <laughs> End. <laughs> you know, she's also my guest co-host today. She's going to be asking some questions to audience. So, you know, she's going to be uh, hosting the show with me today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was so really she- enjoying the conversation. It's like, hey. It's wonderful. I mean, that's what I like. You know, I tell people it's like two people sitting on the couch getting to know each other. So if you have questions, you know, go ahead and ask. But um, that was cute to me. So, Sherry, uh, you went to you went to Southern New Hampshire University. So after you finished, what was your plan? What were you going to do with yourself? Well, what I did was I started to teach. Um, I did. um, I've been an adjunct for almost four years now at different schools, at different colleges. Um, and like I said, I teach English, and um, they, one school has asked me to teach business communications, which is cool. I enjoy that, too. And um, occasionally I'll teach creative writing. So um, that's one thing that I do. And then another thing I do is I, um, I write a lot, and then I'm out a lot on the road. And okay. then another thing I do is I grade um, for um, the SAT. I grade the English portion for the SAT. Oh, okay. and that kind of thing. So so I'm doing, you know, what I'd always kind of said, you know, when I was growing up, I would said I wanted to be a teacher, and I had started writing without knowing that, you know, I could make have a career in writing. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of circled back to what I originally <laughs> thought. It's funny, you, you, you get away from things, not realizing that when you're younger, you usually know what you want to do in the first place. And so here I am. There you go, circle back. I'm circle back. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, these these creative uh, writing classes that you teach, um, when when you have a group of students in front of you, new students, uh, Mm -hmm. what are some things that are – because creative writing is its own kind of thing in in itself, its own little beast in itself. What kind of uh, points or tips do you stress to your class uh, what is creative writing? What do they need to have in them to be a successful uh, writer when it comes to creative writing? Um, definitely you you need that drive. You need that motivation. Um, but I think just about anybody can become a better writer. Okay. I, definitely, I have learned that from teaching uh, English composition classes. But you're right, creative writing is a little bit, it's a different kind of animal than mm-hmm. English composition. But you have to have that drive. You have to have the love of creating something from nothing, and it is, that's, that's the fun part to me. But, you know, a lot of times I'll tell the students that, and I'll tell them they have to read good writers, um, because that makes you a better writer without you even realizing it. You enjoy the craft, you enjoy the way that, you know, Fitzgerald writes, or mm-hmm. um, Raymond Carver, or, or whomever, and that makes you a better writer. So you have to write, you have to read good writers. And then the, the hardest thing is you have to write. And for every, you know, I just think for just about every writer, that's the hardest part is to sit down and get the writing done because if, if the process is hard, especially when you're starting out, you know, people in the class are just starting out usually, and it's hard to get into that flow of writing every day or that habit of writing every day. But the more you get into that habit, you know, your brain creates those little um, those little pathways that become stronger and stronger. So. So every time you sit down to write, it's easier to start. It's, it may not be easier to write, but it's easier to start writing. Um, and you do find that you'll become a stronger writer over time. And it's kind of amazing how quickly sometimes um, a lot of students will change in, you know, just a few short weeks. 
I mean, they, they, if they're really passionate about it, they'll put the work in and they'll, they'll be such a difference by the end of, of the class. And that's what I love to see. I love to see they'll, they'll have these little aha moments and, uh. you know, they'll, they'll try, they'll try something different, different in their writing and it's, it's a, it's a very cool thing to see. It's growth. Okay. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Growth. Yes. Okay, I have. I let me write this down because I'm going to forget. I have a question about your your set thing, but I want to. <clears throat> and you know, I'm old and I'm going to forget. So if I forget you're to ask you a question about the SAT, if I forget to ask you about the SAT, <laughs> okay, please say, Lana, you were going to ask me a question about okay. the SAT. Okay. I promise. I promise. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but right now we're going to. You. I was on your website and you. Um, on your uh, blog, you have some some phenomenal tips about uh, for the writer, uh, for the creative writer, and I want to go over two of them. Um, okay. And one of them is the uh, clustering, mind mapping. So, what is that? And, and tell us what that is. Yeah, that is that is a lot of fun. In fact, there's a couple of apps. Um, if I can think of the the names of the apps before we hang up today, before we stop <laughs> talking, I'll let you know. But there's oh, I think um, well, what it is clustering is similar to mind mapping. And the way that begins is you start in the middle of a sheet of paper or on on um, on a Word document or with one of the apps that I'm talking about. You start mm-hmm. in the middle of the paper. You write down what your general subject is. And then you draw lines out from that, anything that you can think of related to that subject. Okay. And what that does, it kind of helps you kind of narrow down where you want to go. And it's a good way to start a piece of writing. Um, because a lot of times students will sit down, and people in general, myself too, I, I, I use these tools as well, when you're having a day where you, you find it tough to write. Um, but what it does, it helps you kind of hone in. So, so you continue with these little, these little branches that go out to other uh, little circles, little bubbles. With Say, for example, the subject is your talk show. Um, okay. And then, so it would be the name of your talk show in the middle, and then we'd have one branching off in another bubble. It would have your name because you're the host. And then maybe we'd have another one branching off, and it would include some of the subjects you talk about. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So what it does is it helps you. It, it keeps your mind rolling, and so you finally, you'll finally find a starting place for whatever you're working on. And you can even do that with fiction. If you're, you know, if you kind of have an idea for a character, you can kind of start with that character and then branch off and say, well, what, you know, what happened to this character? And that might be another bubble. You okay. know, or you okay. might branch off and say they have a sister or a brother, that kind of thing. Okay, so, I like that. I like that. Yeah, now, yeah. you also have uh, another tip that you offer to writers called free writing. And, and what is that one about? That is, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> that is, it, it really is. That's one of my favorite things to do and one of my favorite things to do in class. Um, usually set a timer, usually between 10 and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's two two ways to free write. There's free writing where you just write everything that comes to your mind. Even if it's, you know, I can't think of the next thing to write, you write that down. You write everything that comes to your mind. And usually you'll find a little something that will um, that will come out of that writing that you can start. You know, you can start a story with or a poem if you're a poet or or a novel. You never know. And then there's focus free writing. If you already have started a novel or, you know, you know who you want to write about, there's focus-free writing, you know, and I do this a lot with the book I'm working on now. If I am kind of don't know where the next chapter is going to go, I might free write and see where this character takes me. Okay. And then usually you'll find one little gem or two little gems, or you can find your direction. And what you're doing is kind of, you know, loosening yourself up a little bit where you're not so restricted in thinking that you have to, you know, I have to write this chapter right now. Well, you're kind of, you know, kind of letting that, you're kind of uh, getting into the flow of writing a little bit. Okay. And, and so, you're, you're a little more relaxed when you do that. So since Sherry has all of these tools in her arsenal, in her trick bag, you know, every time you sit down to write, it just flows, and you write three chapters at a time, and <laughs> no, it's all wonderful. <laughs> that's why Sherry has these, these tricks in her bag, in her arsenal. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny um, because, it, it, like I said, it does become easier to sit down. Okay. Um, and some days it is very, it, it does flow very well. And I think, um, you know, I like to read a lot about, you know, how things motivate you, how the brain works and that kind of thing. And I think sometimes for me it's a little, little easier when I've been working on something for a while and I kind of go away from, say, one of the characters and I'll work on something else. 
And I find that if I go back to that character after, you know, a few days, that my subconscious has worked on it and there's, you know, and then it might be a little bit easier. You know what I mean? And so, but you try, you know, as far as writing, you know, try anything that works for you. You I mean, even things like, you know, sometimes I might be in a store and I'm having trouble with a character, but if I see, you know, felt that the character might wear, that mm. might help with the characterization of the of that person. Okay. So yeah, and overheard conversations are really great too to start a to start a story, Lana. Just, you know what okay. I mean? Just some yeah, just some weird conversation. You just happen to get a snippet of it, and you know you just go from there. You just roll from there, and sometimes that's pretty cool. Oh, so you're like me. You're like the, the lady that sits in the coffee shop and listens to everybody else's conversations, right? <laughs> well, a lot of people the lady sitting there writing, but once in a while I hear something, I'm like, wow, what does that mean? And then, you know, and then you might, I might use it in something, but yeah. in a totally different context than what it was meant. I mean, it's really, <laughs> yeah, but it's really, I mean, sometimes you'll just hear somebody walking by on their cell phone. They just oh. walk by in just a weird sentence, and you're like, how can I make that work in a story? Awesome. And that's the fun of it too. That's the awesome. fun of it is how do I make this work? You know, and it just it's just a true testimony to the 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 imagination and and the wideness of the mind of the individual who can can sit down and collect all of these words and put them on paper for, you know, an audience to just see that, you know. You know, I like I I realized that at a young age, like I would read things like Alice in Wonderland and I would I would think about the type of person and the mindset that they had that could mm-hmm. envision that type of creative environment and all of the little characters and, you know, for us to enjoy for years and years and years. And I just that's just such a phenomenal talent. I mean, just a phenomenal I talent. I just agree. A, I agree. It's just and, and you're so right. When I read a great work, um, Sometimes I'll try to think, I wonder where they started this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times it, they didn't start it at the very beginning. They didn't start it on that first page. And that's kind of my thought. And I love to look at the structure of novels or short stories and just to see how, you know, somebody that has mastered the craft has put it together. And, and usually when you read it the first time, you forget about all that. You kind of think about it afterwards. Because yeah. you're so caught up, you're in the flow of reading. You're enjoying it all. Yes, which is a very peaceful thing. Oh when yes, I, when you when you forget everything and you're reading or writing, either one. I, I've had many a day of of regret that I have gotten to the very last page. Like this, is, <laughs> this, this is it. I don't have any more. Like oh gosh, oh my life is ending. <laughs> Sherry, we're going to take more. a quick commercial break, more. and we'll be right back right after this. Let's return to Don't Box Me In with your host, Lana Reed. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. I am Lana Reed, and today I'm hanging out with the author of Finding Tambry, Miss Sherry Lynn Meeks. And uh, um, Sherry, before I get started back on creative writing, I want to make sure I ask that question because, like I said, I'm going to forget. Now, you mentioned that you also um, spend a little time grading SAT, uh, the English mm-hmm. portion. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious uh, – what do you look for when you're grading or these SAT essays? Well, they actually, um, the company has, uh, the company that uh, handles the SATs, they actually have a rubric, which is just a grading guide. And, okay. and we look for, yeah, we look for particular things. Um, I'm trying to think of something very basic. Um, uh, there's three areas we look at, like the organization of the paper, um, how many, um, how much evidence they provide, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and the writing itself, how strong is the writing itself? Um, so a lot of times it's looking for that thesis statement and then um, the fact that the rest of the paper flows with that thesis statement. And that's one thing when I grade my students in my classes is, you know, they need to have that thesis as far as English. They okay. need to have that thesis statement and everything needs to relate back. Okay. So, okay. yeah. I got a lot of friends that, you know, got kids coming out of high school and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> SAT yeah. is a lot of stress for, for high school kids. Yes. You know what the <laughs> best thing they can do? The best thing they can do is, is practice writing. Okay. I mean, I know that sounds, you know, but practice writing um, composition papers. And just have, you know, even a lot of times your teacher, if you bring a paper to them that you wrote outside of class, your teacher will look at it 
and let you know what can make that paper better. And so more than anything to practice, practice writing, and that's how they'll get better for that SAT. Thank, Thank you for the tips there. So no, we're going to go back to, <laughs> we're going to go back to creative writing because I want to make sure I, I get out all the wonderfulness that is Sherry Mix. Now I was on your website. I'm a troll. I admit that I'm such a troll. I, I go and, and scout around my guest websites and you have this wonderful, wonderful thing called writing prompts. And I was kind of looking through it. I was like, Oh, isn't that neat? That is like very unique. So Thanks. tell us what is, what is writing prompts and what does that do and what is that all about? I love writing prompts too. Um, <laughs> that, that, I, I know, I know it sounds funny. I think I just love everything writing. Is <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, um, writing prompts are, uh, they're kind of these little, you know, they can be a phrase, they can be a sentence, um, anything to get you started writing. Um, okay. or they can be a work of art. Sometimes I'll post, um, a work of art by somebody I've met through Twitter or, <laughs> you know, Facebook, and I know they're an artist, so I might post a work of art that they have, and that will be the writing prompt. So you write a story based on the work of art. Um, And that, you know, it just puts your mind in a totally different place. You're not sitting there with a blank sheet of paper or, you know, a blank screen in front of you. You actually have something to look at. So if nothing else, what you can try to do is, you know, describe what you're seeing. And then that might turn into a story about, um, you know, I know one I have posted is – uh, racehorses. It might not be, it may be just a side of the story is about racehorses and there's three people standing off the side and the story is about those three people and gambling. You know, mm. that kind of thing. So, so it can be, a, can be a painting, it can be a picture, it can be, um, one of my favorite things to do, which I don't think I posted on there, but I need to, um, mm-hmm. I like to just pull, you know, ten words from, you know, different things I might have in front of me or words that I think of. Um, ten different random words, you make sure you have a few verbs in there. And then write a story and include those ten words in a story. Okay. And yeah, and it kind of and it's so so wild to see how that story progresses when you work towards those words. Okay. And it just opens your mind to a different way of doing things. Okay. So a prompt is anything and it might just be a sentence. Um, you know, uh, you know, for example, he knocked at the door and she locked it twice. She locked it against him or something. And so where do you go from there? What's going on with these people? I see. And, I see. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of just things to kick your brain into gear and get it going and, 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 and the juice is flowing. Exactly. That's exactly awesome. right. Awesome. That's exactly so right. do you have a place that you like to write? I do. I'm actually sitting at my desk now. Uh, I like to write. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I like to write at my desk. Some, but I find that I kind of like to mix it up and, you know, I'll go to the coffee shop sometimes and I, it's the funniest thing. I've told, you know, several people this, but a lot of times if I'm riding in a car and I'm riding someplace far away, I can get a lot of riding done. If I'm not the one driving, obviously, if I'm not the one driving. <laughs> but, you know, it's about, you know, being trapped in that car. Okay. And I can get so much work done, but I do, I, I try to write as much as I can at my desk. But a lot of times I'll walk outside and sit outside with my dog and write with um, pen and paper or pencil and paper. And I love to do that. And I read recently, a lot of times I'll start with pen and paper or pencil or paper, pencil and paper. And if I find that I'm kind of, you know, not getting much done on the computer, I'll go back to that. But I read recently that, you know, using pencil or pen, the, the, that act actually helps generate ideas. Yes. As opposed to working on a computer. So, you know, so I love the, the feel of paper and pencil or paper, paper and pen. So sometimes I'll just go outside with the dogs. And I think being in nature, too, you know, being out in the yard, uh-huh. I think that helps sometimes, too, with, with the creative juices. There you go. I like that she's got the dog, she's got the outside, the pencil and <laughs> yeah, paper, yeah. just old school, old school exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> and, there's, you know, it's just funny with... With the with the pencil, I love using pencils. I'm such a you know nerd when it comes to writing <laughs> stuff. I love pencils and journals and all that kind of stuff. But with the pencil, there's such an earthy quality to it. Yeah, and I know that's part of the reason why I love I love using that. So, but yeah, it's 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 cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about finding uh, Tambry. Uh, it's it's you call it a novel in stories. What what exactly does that mean? 
it means that each chapter is actually its own short story. So you okay. could you could realistically pull out the third chapter and read it by itself, and it would make sense as a short story. Oh, okay, okay. But all of them together in the order that they are, it makes more sense. But all of them together in that order um, make a make a novel. So okay. it, they all work together um, to create a novel. Okay, so let's let's talk about uh, Tambri for a little bit here. Uh, where where does she come from? Where did you get the idea for her? Um, I started the novel in a creative writing class, and mm-hmm. I actually talked. I actually wrote the first chapter. I wrote without realizing it. I wrote about her one of her husbands, and then I realized Tambri was the main character, and then it just grew from there. Um, okay. and it's just one of those things. It's not as if I sat down and said, you know, I'm going to write about this woman who suffers this tragedy. It's more about um, it's more about the writing. And, you know, uh, Flannery O'Connor, who was from Georgia, um, said, you know, I write um, to find out what I know. Yeah. That's one thing I tell the students, too, is you have to write to figure out where you're going to go with this. And okay. it'll turn into something that you never imagined. So this did. I mean, from a creative writing class where I wrote one chapter about one of the husbands um, to writing another chapter, and then ultimately finishing the book um, in in my master's program and then polishing it up afterwards. And then, you know, it's, it's when it's organic in nature like that that, mm-hmm. that you usually have something. And I, I, I'm very proud of it. I, I think it's a, it's a very natural thing, and yeah. uh, hopefully the readers can, can figure out for themselves. But my hope is that the flow of the book is, is very nice because it was a very organic process okay now you're talking about writing it starting out and then finishing it up in your master's how long was this whole process for you to to kind of get it out there about three years took about three years and you know yeah even though you're not writing the whole time i was talking to somebody not too long ago we were talking about writing and even though you're not writing it the entire time it's kind of on your mind you know it's always in the background so you go back to it and you work on it some and you go back to it and you work on it some and and then, then you, when you know, when you feel it coming together, for me, you work on it even more. That's what okay. happened with me. And then you go back, and then you polish and polish. And I had some really good um, professors at um, Southern New Hampshire that were just wonderful as far as, you know, guiding me with this and, you know, giving me good input. And okay. then I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I read it after I finished school and reworked it. You know what I mean? You have to. You have to. And like, I hate all of this. Oh, no, I like that. No, I can't stand this. But, oh, yeah, that was kind of good there. You know, I, I, I have such a hard time to, even with the shows, I can't, I can't go back and listen because I, I really hate myself. And I just, I just like this. This sucks. This absolutely sucks. We're so mean to ourselves. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Um. But ultimately, when you when you write something and and you're happy with it, it's a good feeling. Yes, I mean, you do have to get through all the all the junk that's there. You have to get rid yeah. of all that stuff that doesn't work. And and a lot of times, time, you know, like I said before, just putting it away for a couple of weeks and going back and rewriting it again makes a difference. You can sometimes it's almost like the parts that need to go are highlighted for me. Yeah, um, yeah. But ooh, ooh, that doesn't need to be there in the, the scene <laughs> or the or the. Text. You know what I mean. You know, know, sometimes you write, you just have to write. And even if part of it is terrible, you have to get it on the page because that's how you get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, Tambri, Tambri, she's a character who, um, to say that she's gone through some stuff is is not even, it doesn't even do it justice. Uh, And she's come out on the other end. I'm wondering, is any of this story kind of Sherry's story or no? No, not at all. It's totally fiction. It's totally, in fact, I've never been married and I've never had kids. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I know, I know. And, and I, and I think it's, it's um, kind of interesting that it really, it, well, Here's part of it, Lana. You know, they say every character you write is part of you, and I do believe that totally. And I know that Cambria is part of who I am. I know she is for sure. Okay. And um, and I know, you know, somebody had asked me before, is it based on somebody real? And I know part of her, part of Cambria, is based on my mom without me even knowing it when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Because Cambria is a very strong character, and my mom has gone through breast cancer twice. Okay. And so, yeah, but my mom was, 
she wasn't, um, she was very strong through it. She wasn't, um, gosh, people go through, you know, that kind of thing in so many different ways. But, mm-hmm. but the way, the way that, um, Cambry carries herself in this, I know it's based on my mom. Um, okay. and I didn't realize that until somebody had asked me after I had written the book. Um, but she is a very strong person and she does still laugh when something's funny. Um, and, that was the same way my mom. I mean, my mom's fine now. Um, that's the way my mom was when she was going through chemo treatments and, and all that kind of thing. And and I know that's why Cambry comes out as a strong character. Okay. So uh, we haven't read the book here, but um, we're hoping that there's this wonderful uh, ending for Tambry, right? Well, I'll tell you this. There is a lot of laughter in the book, and there's a lot of joy in the book. So okay. That's a little hint. Okay. But, um, she definitely, she definitely, um, because I just don't want to give away the end, but she sure. definitely grows uh, and, it's, and it's all about, you know, um, how we pick ourselves up after something like this has happened. And I've had people tell me that, you know, it's relatable, not just if you've lost a child. I have had people who have bought the book who have lost a child, which mm. I'm amazed when they tell me that. They'll actually mm-hmm. talk to me for a few minutes and then they'll eventually tell me i had a couple um i was in kansas city about a month ago and they told me they had lost their son he was an adult and he had been sick for a while um but it's just amazing when people tell me that and it's it's more you know i told my publicist this and i know it sounds hokey but it's the truth but it's more than selling books i mean you're making a connection with people yes Um, yes and i think people can relate um not just on a level not just if they've lost a child, but, you know, suffered any kind of tragedy in their life. Um, but there is a lot of hope in the book. To ultimately answer your question, yes, there is a lot of hope in the book. Awesome, I think people awesome. will, will walk away. I think people will walk away with a smile on their face. Cool, cool. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. We're going to take our last commercial break of the day. Sherry, hang in there with me. Okay. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. I am Lana Reed, and today I'm hanging out with Sherry Lynn Meeks. She's uh, written a book titled Finding Tambry. And uh, Sherry, you mentioned that you are actually working on another book right now, so I'm wondering, uh, will we be seeing more of Tambry, or is it something else? You Well, you will be seeing more of Tambry. I, I People have asked about a, um, a sequel to it, but okay. not with the next book. The next book is actually, so it'll probably be the book after next. Um, <laughs> okay. But the next book I actually started before um, Tambry was published, so the first chapter of that book is included at the end of Finding Tambry. And um, it's called May and Niche, um, M-E-E-S-H, and it's, a, it's turning out to be a murder mystery. So oh, wow. This one's a little different, but it's very character-driven, just like Cambry is. But, yeah, but it is a murder mystery, so. Uh-huh. And nothing, cool nothing, nothing, nothing correlated to Sherry's life in this murder mystery, is there? No. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm looking at you with the side eye, Sherry. Not. Nothing, nothing in Sherry's life we need to be concerned about. <laughs> no. I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you like I said, you know, you read these stories, you're, you're wondering the mindset of the person who can actually come up with such creative stories and, and twists and turns and plots. And you're, you're like, you know, wow, like, you know, just it just amazes me. You know, I think on this plane level and this person thinks on this not even three dimensional, four dimensional level. And you're just, it's just so impressive. It's just really, really, really impressive. Uh, the creative person that can put those words together and make those stories. So we've got a murder mystery coming. You know how you're you're part through it, almost through it. Will we be seeing it soon? Um, um, Probably, you know, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, it might be too soon, but maybe by the end of this year, um, early part of next year. Okay. Um, But it's coming along pretty, pretty, pretty well so and i have to knock wood you know i don't want to mess up the you know creative juices yeah um, the creative flow um but you know one thing when you're just saying that one one thing I, I i do think is when you're writing or when you're creating something and you're really in the flow of it lana i feel like you're closer to whatever you believe in whether mm-hmm. it's god or or the source or, or the yes. universe 
I really do think if it's what you're supposed to do and and you're really in, you know, when you get into that flow state and time kind of stops for you, I yes. think that's when you're closest to um, something higher. And that's so right. I think that's one thing um, that helps me as a writer. I know it's not just me. I know that it's me and, you know, the universe or God or mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it. So Love it. Love it. Love it. So, you know, it's not only do the novels that you, you uh, work on, you also um, do short stories. So are you published someplace else or, or other little snippets someplace else that we can catch up with you, or, or is it only the novels that we can get? Um, just the novel right now. I've actually um, I have several short stories in, kind of in the bank. And okay. my publicist says, you need to get those out there. You need to get So that's my next project is to get some of those short stories out there. I have one. Um, that I've been hanging on to for quite a while. It's, it's called Tobrook, and it's about a lady that um, lost her husband years and years ago in World War II, and that's what that story is about. And, and I do need to, to try to get it out there. Um, and, yeah, and, and you're right. I need to get that out there so people can read those as well. You know, I find, uh, you know, because I, I do my own writing, not not necessarily creative writing, but I do my own writing, and I find that sometimes my words are very uh, personal. Those are my babies, and, and sometimes you don't want to release them out into the world because that's me. So, you know, I can understand there's – we kind of – we don't realize it, but we're, you know, subconsciously kind of holding on to things and I'm not really ready to throw it out there. You know what? You are so you are so right. And, I you know, I think you kind of nailed it. And, and now I can tell my publicist what's going on. <laughs> I don't want to give my baby to the world yet. Hold on. I want to hold on to it for a little bit longer. What if they don't like it? Hold on, you know. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right, especially with with some of the short stories. I think I've been holding on to them for so long that, you know, I think you've hit a nail on the head. That is so funny. So I know my publicist is probably listening, so... Okay, so now she's got some backup to the backup. Well, Lana said this, so give me these stories and let's go. <laughs> Too funny. So um, you mentioned that you are uh, touring around and, and making these uh, millions of dollars and, and vacationing uh-huh. in the Caribbean with your, your sister here. So where, where can we catch up with you and your sister? Um, well, I'm going to be in Virginia on the 17th of July. That will be in Springfield, Virginia at Barnes & Noble. Okay. Um, we're setting up more dates uh, for the South. I'll probably be back in Jacksonville in the next couple of months. I was there um, about three or four months ago, but I'll probably be at another Barnes and Noble. Um, and we're kind of, you know, we're kind of moving up and to the West. Um, I've been to, like I said, I was in Missouri a couple of about a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, something like that. I was in um, South Carolina last weekend, um, okay. and this is actually at a jazz club. So that's one thing, you know. Outside of the box, that's, yeah. what that's what this tour is. Wherever they will have me, I will go. Awesome. Um, and and it, usually every, you know, usually things go well. And people are so giving when they under, when not understand when they feel that energy from you, they give it right back to you. So. Yeah, I think I, I was on your website and I said, oh, she does some unique little uh, destinations because I saw um, one of them. I saw. The dogs, the pets were invited. You did a, a book signing somewhere? Yes. yes I thought was, that was too cute. Yes. It was at a, a little coffee shop um, in Asheville, um, and it's called Edna's. And dogs are allowed there, so absolutely. And, I, you know, I love dogs. I've already told you I have two. So um, so that was fun, too. That was so much fun. And I've got to say something funny. Last weekend I was in, like I said, I was in Greenville, um, South Carolina, had been in, at Edna's that you're talking about about mm-hmm. three or four months before, and some people said, "Weren't you at Edna's?" And my publicist was so excited. She said, "You were recognized." <laughs> <laughs> I told you, making millions and vacation in the Caribbean islands. That's uh-huh. sharing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just keep pushing forward, you know. Just keep pushing forward. There you See go. what happens. There you go. So if, is, if somebody wanted to take one of your creative uh, writing classes, is that an option, or is it? Uh, do they have to enroll in college somewhere, or how do they catch up with you for that? They can. Well, you know, I have been thinking about putting together a webinar, so they can okay. absolutely they can go to my um, website, which is sherrylynnmeek.com, okay. um, and uh, they can find me there. They can send me a comment, um, and 
I am going to post something probably in the next week or two about it because I've really been thinking about it. And um, so I'm going to put that together so that people can, um, we can have a class online. And I've had several people when I go to Barnes & Noble, when I go to the different venues, they've asked me the same thing. So um, that's probably, not probably, I know that's the next um, the next step in the process. So they can get in touch with me through through my website or they can get in touch with me through Twitter. I'm at, um, my handle is at Sherry Meeks which is okay. S-H-E-R-R-Y-M-E-E-K-S. Um, or they can email me, um, which is uh, Sherry Meeks. I have to think about this. If it's author or uh, Sherry Meeks author, or I'm sorry, author Sherry Meeks at gmail.com. They can find me that way. Okay. So when, when Sherry's not writing and playing with the dogs, what, what, do, <laughs> what, what do you like to do with yourself? Um, I, love to, um, I love to work out. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I have taught um, fitness classes, you know, outside of the box. Up until okay. just a few months ago, I had taught fitness classes for quite a few years on and off. I had taught that. So I work out, and I love to read, and I love to spend time time with friends and family, and I love to go to my favorite Mexican restaurant, um, which is called El Sombrero, and they actually okay. let me have allowed me to have a book signing there. Oh. Um, and so I know, and and I just I love to travel. And okay, so with the book tour, I get to travel. So <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, I would probably not be with the, with the exercise thing. I probably would have not been one of your better clients. I'd be in the corner with the chips and the cake and be like, Yeah, okay, Sherry, I'm gonna do ten more. I sure I'm gonna do ten more as soon as I finish this cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I think, I, either way, I think we would have a good time, Lana. I think we'd have I a think really so. good time. <laughs> awesome. So real quick before we go, Sherry, tell people how to pick up a copy of the book. Okay. Well, I just realized that I gave you the wrong email address. It's actually oh, Sherry okay. Meeks. It's Sherry Meeks author at gmail.com. So it's okay. my name first and then author. But they can pick up a copy of the book at Barnes & Noble. If they don't have a copy in stock, they can just ask them to order it. They can pick up a copy online on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. There, the ebook is also available in all formats, Kindle, Kobu, um, or I think I said that right, Kubo, Kobu. <laughs> oh, yeah, and okay. Then, um, and then if they have questions, they can always reach me via my, my website um, about the book. But through any, you know, any online retailer, they can usually find it, and Barnes & Noble, they can find it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I have had an awesome time with my co-host today here, Miss Sherry Lynn Meeks, my Georgia peach girl in Macon, Georgia. I've had a wonderful time with you today. Uh, Please, uh, everybody, stop by, visit her website. That is Sherry Lynn Meeks, L-Y-N-N-M-E. E-E-K-S dot com. Sherry Lynn Meeks dot com. Pick up the book. Uh, push her along. Nudge her along for some online creative classes. And please nudge, <laughs> please, please nudge her so she can get these short, these novels, these short stories out that she's holding on to. So everybody say, we're looking for some more. We're looking for some more. Sherry, thanks for hanging out with me today. I have enjoyed you so, so much. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. That is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I'm your host, Lana Reed, and I'll see you all next week.